Good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us for the Wednesday night 8.30 V Brown Bag. Um, this evening, we are going to be talking PowerShell for NSX with the illustrious Kyle Ruddy, uh, who can be found on the Twitters at, at KMReddy and a couple of notes. You can get in on the conversation if you, you, if you get on Twitter and, and go to at vbrownbag or hashtag vbrownbag. I'll be monitoring that for, for Q&A. You can also ask questions in the chat window. Um, as I said before, our guest is Kyle Reddy at KMReddy. His website is thatcouldbeaproblem.com. I'm your host, Chris Williams at Mistwire and at mistwire.com. So without further ado, Mr. Reddy, let's give you control and make you the presenter. Awesome. All right. All right, can you see my, uh, my Who Am I slide? I can see your Who Am I slide. Awesome. All right, so thanks for having me tonight. Uh, as Chris said, I'm Kyle Ruddy. You can find me on Twitter at KMRuddy. Uh, I also blog occasionally at thatcouldbeaproblem.com. Uh, or I've started doing a lot of stuff on GitHub, and username out there is kmruddy, or just github.com, whack kmruddy. Uh, I try to be involved in the community as much as possible, uh, so I'm also an NDV mug leader. Uh, I am one of the brown bag hosts as well, and have recently been able to step up to the role of presenter at some certain events. Uh, so time for a little shameless plug. I will be at the... Uh, Minnesota VMUG that's coming up on March 11th. They are doing a special EUC day. It's the first of the kind that uh, the VMUG's done, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to not only be there, but I'm all, also giving a session on Power CLI and its use within Horizon View. Uh, so definitely check that out on VMUG's website. Uh, so then I've also been lucky enough to have been recognized as a V expert for the last five years. Congratulations. Uh, and I'm also, yes, thank you. Congratulations to you as well. Oh, thank you, sir. First time's always exciting. <laughs> and I'm also a, a Cisco champion in the uh, data center area uh, subsection, and I've been one of those for the last three years. Uh, I'm also a big supporter of certs. Got a couple of VCAPs, got a couple of VCPs, uh, got some EMC certs, have some Microsoft certs, so on and so forth. Uh, so, with all that said, let's get into the reason that we're here tonight, which is, uh, you know, interacting with VMware's NSX with PowerShell. Uh, so, why did I create this? Uh, so, the middle of last year, I changed jobs, and the new job allowed me to get some hands-on experience with NSX. Uh, I was pretty thrilled. Uh, however, what I didn't know was that I was going to be tossed directly into the deep end of a pretty decently sized environment. Uh, and by decently sized environment, think you know about a hundred edge nodes, and we're north of that now. Uh, so I'm trying to learn as much as I can uh, on how this thing operates. I really hadn't had too much exposure prior to that, except for like the hands-on labs or uh, getting some Revello experience. Uh, so at the time, there was a lot of clicking around involved, uh, you know, because I'm trying to look at the difference in between the managers that were out there, looking at the difference between the logical switches or uh, even comparing the, the different edge nodes to one another, trying to figure out which one serves as what, and uh, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so personally, I love PowerShell. Uh, it, it's a great utility. Use it as much as possible. Uh, and essentially, I, 
I dislike clicking around a bunch in a GUI. Uh, so I went on the hunt. I tried to find some, some good power CLI goodness. Uh, it didn't exist. Uh, so then I went out looking for some community-based PowerShell modules. For the most part, those really didn't exist either. Uh, but what I did happen across was a blog by Chris Wall. And it was a blog post on making API calls with PowerShell to NSX. And pretty much from that point forward, I was hooked. Uh, so I started learning this new environment, and for each step along the way that uh, I, I had to achieve, I started creating PowerShell functions uh, so that you know I could just get up to speed with the rest of my coworkers at the time. Uh, and eventually I had a decent enough collection of functions uh, that I ended up publishing my very first PowerShell module. Uh, that's out on GitHub. That was, that's the one that we're talking about tonight. Uh, so I'll show you guys how to access the module, uh, how to use it compared to, to going through the GUI. Uh, and if we have enough time at the end, I'll even cover some of the, the API calls that are being used on the back end and you know, show you guys how to learn how to do it yourselves. Uh, it certainly isn't hard. It's just time intensive. Uh, so let's start off by uh, taking down my, my, uh, my PowerPoint here. Let's go out to, uh, go out to my blog here. Uh, so this is the, the, the post that I created uh, when I first published it. So it kind of goes over, you know, why, why I'm doing it, how I got some of this information. Uh, definitely gives credit to, to Chris Wall and uh, the blog post that he had at that time. Uh, and then gives you kind of an, overall, uh, an overview of what all is going on. Uh, so we'll be covering pretty much everything that's in uh, that's in the blog post. So uh, let's also go out and go to where it is on GitHub. Uh, so it's out there in my GitHub and in my PowerShell area and even more specifically in the modules. Uh, feel free to, to use it. It's, it's open source. It's community. Uh, you know, if you run into issues, let me know. If you want some kind of functionality, let me know. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's community, so can't guarantee you that I'll do it, but if somebody else sees it and wants to, to accomplish it, they're more than welcome to, to contribute to it uh, or fork it and you know do your own thing with it. Uh, so that's out there. Uh, so how do we actually get started using it? So let's uh, open up a new PowerShell session here. Drag that over. Let's do a git module show you that I have nothing up my sleeves, nothing uh, nothing already out there, no special sauce yet. Uh, so that's just blank PowerShell management. Uh, so let's create, let's uh, copy paste all the information that's here in the gist that I have on, on my blog. And so what it's doing right now is it's creating a new directory in my downloads folder as you can tell by that area right there. And then it's going out and grabbing those files from GitHub. Uh, so this will always let you get the, the, the newest versions that are out there, uh, so you don't have to worry about that. And they are downloading them into that new folder. And then finally, with the last line, it's ready for you to actually import the module. So now we can do a get module and verify that uh, we do have the version 1.2 of the module out there. 
so now that it's installed and you have that available to you, uh, let's do a git command and uh, specify the module to look in. So we're going to be looking at the NSX module. And these are all the functions that are available to you. Uh, for the most part, it's all verb followed by dash NSX and then whatever is going on, uh, whatever subset after that. Uh, so it, it doesn't interfere with anything else that might already be out there, at least was out there at the time. Uh, so if, you know, you're not running into anything crazy on the PowerCLI front. You're not running into anything crazy on the on some of the new Hyper-V functionalities that have been built into to, uh, to PowerShell as well. Uh, so let's start digging in and let's take a look at our uh, the PowerShell or the, the NSX manager that that I have running in my uh, my home lab. Feel free to ignore the the warning that I didn't give it at least 16 gigs of RAM. That's that's all I have in my home lab. I'm not giving it all of it. Uh, so a couple of things that are out there. You just notice the IP address, build version, uh, the up uptime and the current time, as well as you know CPU, RAM, storage, stuff like that. Uh, for the most part, it's all available through uh, the uh, the web client as well. And yes, you have to have the web client in order to get all of this information. Uh, NSX does not work through the thick client. There we go. So similar information. Uh, so let's start off with doing a uh, let's get some information about the, the about the NSX manager. So actually, I want to uh, excuse me for one second as I toss in variables for the manager and password. There's all of our uh, all of our commands again, and then let's do the uh, get NSX module or manager rather. First, you're going to want to make sure that you're uh, pointing it at the right manager. So, uh, in this case, I will show you what my manager variable is. It's pointing directly to 192.168.1.113 which is the manager that's running in the background there. So NSX manager, uh, the authentication that's used, uh, it defaults to having a username of admin. Uh, that's generally you know, how you log into the NSX manager itself. Uh, so you don't need to specify the, the username. However, I, I did put it out there so that if that does change at any point in time, you can change it. Uh, so let's toss in the password that I put in earlier. Hit enter. So now you're getting essentially the same information that you could from the GUI, but now you're getting it through CLI. Uh, so we can see the name, we can see the IP, the version, build, uh, and the uptime. And that all matches what's above. Uh, so let's take it another step further. Let's take a look at some services. 
In this case, uh, let's look at SSH. So we can tell that SSH right now is currently not in a not running state. So let's do a get NSX manager SSH. And then again, we're using the, uh, the NSX manager and password. So we can tell that right there, it knows that it stopped. So let's go ahead and start that. Do a, uh, a sanity check here as soon as that starts running and just by repeating that, boom, now it shows that it's running. So now we're getting information about it. However, another thing that I found was quite useful, uh, especially because it's not fun in certain environments to have to log into a GUI just to turn on the CLI. Uh, so I created a function to actually go out and turn on and off the, uh, the SSH. So it's... I have a quick question. Yeah. Uh, can you start SSH from the command line? Yes. Yes, actually, we will do that right now. Oh. Uh, so instead of using the get NSX manager SSH, we're going to do set NSX manager SSH, and we're going to set enabled to false. So now we can see that the, the uh, SSH service has stopped. We will go ahead and refresh the background, the GUI that's back there. And we can now see that SSH has stopped. So to answer the question, instead of saying false and turning it off, we do enable true. And it turns it right on. That was probably one of the the more exciting things that I did when I first got started with this because I was trying to interact with something and having no idea where it was or what it was doing and so very cool. Uh, so that is uh, you know how you interact with your your NSX manager and specifically to SSH. Uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's take a look at uh, let's let's get some information about SSL. Uh, you know, so when you're in manager, it can only be set through the NSX manager. You can't set it in the web client or anything like that. Uh, so once you're at home, click on manage and you're going to go through to the NSX management service. There you can see your lookup service and your vCenter server. Uh, so in the new environment that I was in, one of the things uh, was, you know, okay, so where's this pointed? You know, I was going to, to the web client. However, there was a couple SSI, uh, SSO uh, servers that were running out there, so I didn't really know which ones were interfacing with which. So I, I thought, you know, getting some some information about SSO would be uh, would be important. Uh, so I created uh, get NSX SSO config. Same thing, you know, you're still calling out the NSX manager and the password, uh, and in this case, we can see that it's pointing at my uh, my VCSA box that's in the background uh, through the 192.168.1.130 IP address and it's registered at administrator at vSphere.local. Uh, if anybody is listening to this that is security minded, I apologize now. This is my home lab. Uh, please don't do this in a real in a real prod environment. Uh, but you know that just lets you know what your SSO is from the uh, 
from the CLI instead of having to log in to the manager and, and kind of click through some things. Uh, there are ways to change it. However, I really haven't found the need to, so uh, it, it wasn't explicitly easy right off the bat. Uh, there is some troubleshooting involved, and I kind of got lost in the shuffle. Uh, so with going from SSO, let's take a look at some of the couple other things that we can do directly with the manager itself. Uh, these are all going to be available through the web client. Uh, so, you know, checking out your manager, and then let's look at IP sets. Uh, so I, in this case, I've created a couple couple test ones, you know, just to dump those out there. You know, getting to these is, is a little on the, the cumbersome side if you just need information. You know, clicking through the, to the network and security, then the NSX managers, then to the individual manager itself, manage tab, grouping objects, IP sets. So, I created the uh, get NSX IP sets. It goes out there and grabs essentially the same information that you would uh, that you would receive back from the GUI. Uh, and it's pretty simple, you know. If you want to, if you want to create a new one, I also went ahead and did that as well. Do NSX IP set. Same thing, NSX manager, manager, password. Uh, let's create a new one. We'll call it V Brown Bag. Uh, give it a description. Uh, let's have some fun and call it a demo god sacrifice. IP addresses. Uh, for the most part, this won't matter for this example. So we can see that we have a new uh, new IP set ID of, of 10, the brown bag, demogod sacrifice. So uh, let's do a refresh out here. And we can see that we have a new IP set. And then, uh, you know, removal of it is, is essentially the same thing, just in reverse. You're just doing a, a remove NSX IP set. Uh, and in this case, it's going to be, we are looking for the ID. Uh, so on all of the, the functions that I created, it's looking for the ID. Uh, I, I haven't really mastered the art of looking for both or, or either or the ID and the name, or ID or the name, or name or, or both. Uh, so all of these require the ID, which is why the ID is very present on, uh, on each command. Let's remove that guy. So let's use our CLI to verify that it is no longer there. Get a refresh on the web, on the web client out here, and we can see that V Brown Bag and our, our demo guy sacrifice has has now disappeared. Uh, so another thing that's out here, IP pools. Did something fairly similar with that. I won't go through all the steps of that. Just a, just a general IP pool. Oops. Get NSX IP pool. So we can see we just have the one IP pool out there called NSX pool. Uh, 
see that this is where my controllers are gathering their their IP addresses from. Currently only have one controller in this. Yes, that's an unsupported configuration. However, this is home lab again. So with that, let's uh, now that we're talking controllers, let's actually go through and look at the controllers or controller in this case. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with NSX, the controllers are available in the installation area of the networking and security web GUI, which is slow to a crawl on me. Perhaps I should not have deleted my uh, demo god sacrifice. Hindsight. You always have to have a sacrifice for a live demo. You know this. I, I agree. <laughs> All right, there we go. Got the manager coming up. There's the controller. All right, so now that we have the, we see our controller that's out there. Uh, so you can do the same thing with that. Get NSX controller. And boom, you're seeing some of the particulars about it, including the IP address, what the status is of it, uh, versioning, uh, what the actual VM name it is itself. Uh, that's also another one of the fun ones of trying to figure out what is what in an environment when these are, are deploying. Because if you look on the GUI behind us, uh, there's no VM name. So if I go over to my regular vCenter view, I, I don't know who, which one this is. I can take a pretty good guess of who it is or what it is, but you know, it, by the networking and security GUI, you, d you don't really know. Uh, so it includes the VM name, includes what host it's currently running on, and the data store. Uh, and these, can you also use the, the format table command and do an auto size against it, and then it'll, you know, auto size all the columns so you can read them a little bit better. Uh, so then another fun thing when I was going through is going through and doing upgrades. So I created a get NSX controller upgrade. So in this case, it shows similar information. However, it tells you if there is an upgrade available. Uh, and one of the, let's see. Actually, it doesn't look like a, oh, nope, get controller upgrade. Nope, I did not publish the actual upgrade command. It must have still been a little buggy. Uh, but then at least you know, you know, do you have a controller that's out there that can be upgraded? Uh, so now that we have all that covered, let's look at some logical switch stuff. Uh, so logical switches, just connections in between the transport zones. Uh, however, same deal. Get logical switch. Get or get NSX logical switch. And then you can see that this is our our temporary logical switch by the name. It's in hybrid mode. Uh, get its multicast address and see that it is apparently not connected to a distributed switch at the moment. That's fun. Hey, demo gods, come back. All right, so, uh, so now getting into the really fun stuff, which is the edges. Uh, if you've never messed around with NSX and specifically the edges, uh, this is how they show up. 
And then to get further information about each one, you have to go into the edge. And then from that point, you get your summaries, you get your monitoring, and you get your management. And the management is where all of your services are, such as, you know, is this a firewall? Is it servicing out DHCP, doing matting, routing, things of that nature? Uh, it's also where you get the configuration settings. It gets how your interfaces are set. And if you're choosing to do some certificates, which, again, if we look at that, security people, don't be too mad. It's still a home lab. Uh, so, you know, we get some basic information about it from, from this view. Uh, so learning a new environment, it was, it was pretty difficult to, to sit there and click through each specific edge trying to figure out what it did. Uh, so I did the get NSX edges, edges, plural. So that'll pull up each individual edge, give you the ID, the name, status, version, uh, the actual state that it's in, uh, where the tenant is and the size of it because uh, you can change the sizes and all that good stuff. Uh, so the other fun part was trying to figure out which IPs were related to which edges. So in this case we're talking uh, edge uplinks. So to do this you know you would have to click on the, the individual edge You'd have to go to the Manage tab. You'd have to go to Interfaces. And then you're seeing why this is a little cumbersome, because you get to wait. Actually, it's not loading the edge at all. Uh, quick question. Okay. Yeah. Um, will these functions work with the older versions of vShield Edge pre-NSX? No, no. These are all based along on uh, NSX APIs, mm -hmm. so they are not backwards compatible. If it's NSX, it works with NSX, uh, and even more particularly, these are all based around the 6.2 APIs. Mm -hmm. uh, however, you know most of those go backwards. Uh, down to the to the six ones. Uh, I haven't tested it past that. Uh, on some of the newer ones, they they do still function. Uh, if you're in any of the betas or anything of that nature, those do still function. Uh, they don't generally, I should say, they don't change the API calls too often. Normally, they're adding to the API calls and not modifying already existing ones. Gotcha. Wayne has exclaimed, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I Wayne. I not disagree with him. <laughs> I feel your pain. Uh, oh, actually, another one popped up. Um, do the edge modules support configuring HA and ability to show current active node, redeploy edge devices, and reboot functions? So the APIs are available. Uh, so that's... I will uh, make time to cover that at the end here because uh, that's that's functionality that I really haven't had a need to run into. Uh, and some of them, it, it gets particularly complex when you're trying to do that. Uh, so, you know, if you're trying to create a new edge, 
you know, you need to be able to pick out your your data center, your host, your uh, your vApp if you're running it in a vApp, your resource pool if you're running it in a resource pool, your data store, uh, and then you have to go through and, and configure like your interfaces, uh, and you know set your uplinks to actual either distributed port groups or you know standard port groups, whatever you're choosing is. Uh, so that, that gets a little on the cumbersome side. So that piece has been fairly difficult to release. Uh, Chris Wall has released something along those lines. Uh, he's using a, uh, a giant blurb of JSON to do it. Uh, so he's got a, a pretty good template going. So if you fill out the, the JSON template that he has and you know replace his, his settings with your own, you can, you can definitely make it happen. Uh, so it's... It, it's all based upon you know the API calls. Yeah, uh, Larry has has responded. Uh, no worries, and understood that this is extremely complex. He's just curious. <laughs> so doable, yes. Available today, eh, not so much. Yeah. At least from at least from mine. There there are a couple other uh, NSX PowerShell modules that are out there. Uh, I, I think it was Power NSX got released uh, two three weeks ago. Uh, I haven't had too much time to look at that one, uh, but you know, it's I'm all for other people doing stuff. It's it just benefits the community. Right, totally. Um, so uh, so uplinks. Uh, let's see, where were we? So looking at uplinks. So uh, so in this case, we're looking at at my my VPN uplink. Uh, in this particular case, you have to look to the interfaces to then get the uplink. So you're, um, so in order to pull back the uplink for each individual one, I just went out and I pulled back information from each edge that's out there and then specific to their uplink. So that I know when I'm going through my environment, I know that, say, you know, 192, 168, 1.252, that's going to be my VPN. If I'm looking for the V brown bag edge that I deployed earlier, that's going to be .117. Uh, and then taking it even a step further, trying to figure out what all is running on these. Uh, we can do the uh, get NSX edge. Uh, let's see, it's edge feature, I believe. Features. And that's going to go out. It's going to pull each of those edges and then figure out, is it a load balancer? Does it do routing? Does it do VPN? Does it do, you know, which specific VPN? Uh, what kind of syslogging it's doing, firewall, DHCP, DNS, the, the whole thing. Uh, just so then you know that you know, when you're looking through and you're like, okay, I, I need to get a, the, the edges that are routing. I need to, to go through and do something. Now at least you can get yourself a list very easily of which ones are actually doing, uh, are doing routing. So in this case, let's, uh, let's get a little crazy and see... Uh, let's see, which is one? Uh, L2 VPN. I think this should work. Hey, there we go. All right, so, and you can also go through, these aren't just, uh, you know, statically entered objects. These are, these are real live PowerShell feedback. Uh, you know, you can play around with them, you can sort them, you can, you can filter them. So in this case, I'm looking and trying to see which ones are, functioning as a layer 2 VPN. Uh, so in this case, it's a, it's a layer 2 VPN that I have going out to uh, match up with my Ravello lab. Uh, 
So, so now you can say, okay, these are my layer two VPNs, or in some of the other ones you can say, okay, these are my firewalls. Uh, just try and help limit your, your scope when you're trying to go through and collect information about environments. Uh, so let's see, we got features. Let's take a look at routing. Because uh, that's another one that goes across all the edges. Since that is a very popular feature. Uh, we have the get NSX edge routing overview. It sounds much more complex than it really is. Let's do a auto size against the table, try and get some better information here. Uh, so this is going to give you statuses of, you know, okay, so is it a router or is it servicing as a router? Gives you the status and then it tries to tell you what it's doing as a router. Uh, so in this case, I'm really not using any of these as routers, so everything's going to come up as false. Uh, the reason that it's coming up as a router is because it's probably doing static routes. Uh, we can always go through above to the routing tab in the individual edge node itself. <coughs> so yeah, ECMPs. No, or not. But uh, so you know, if you are using it as a router, it's that'll give you the information of of okay. So which ones are using OSPF? Okay, now I can go look at those. Uh, so enough of the kind of overview side of it. Let's start looking at individual edge nodes. Uh, so you can get about the same information that you are getting. Uh, by focusing in on just a get NSX edge. Uh, however, with these commands, you do have to uh, point it at the individual edge that you're desiring, uh, or you can write some some uh, PowerShell magic around it to to pull out information about each one of them. Uh, so in this case, we're just going to get some basic information about our edge 67, which is again that's the edge ID. Uh, fairly similar information. Uh, the only uh, change to it is that you can now see if SSH is enabled on it or not. Uh, so moving a little bit forward from there, we're, let's look at the interfaces. It's going to be a get NSX edge interfaces. And again, we are calling out the edge ID. So in this case, we know that they're two interfaces that are out there. Uh, first one is the uplink, second one is a is a trunk that's open to an, an NSX trunk that is on my uh, distributed switch. And uh, I should also mention that uh, if you go through and you have it and not include the edge, you can actually go through and it will prompt you saying, you know, hey, you forgot something. So now if I look out at the vbrown bag, uh, edge node, we can see that it's really just has the one interface that's that's up and available. It's just serving as an uplink. It's connected to a standard VM network, uh, standard port group, and its status is connected. Uh, so while I'm calling out the functionality of uh, required switches, you can also do get help and get help about 
these functions as well. So, you know, I went through, called out the parameters, syntax, descriptions, uh, you know, is it required? Uh, let's see. Uh, and then on some of them, they, some of them have more than just one example, but in this case it, it does give you an example, just trying to give you some, some help on, on what you're trying to do. Uh, so, one of the last things that I wanted to cover tonight, at least regarding the pre-created functions, uh, let's look at some of the services. So uh, instead of looking at routing, let's this time look at, uh, let's look at, look at NAT. So again, uh, we're going to, oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, um, uh, Larry, Larry has, a, has a couple of questions. Um, what about uh, configuring syslog and then OSPF, BGP, IS-IS, and static routing protocols? All possible. Mm -hmm. uh, not something that exists today, at least in my, in my module. Right. Uh, I am definitely taking notes to add these. Uh, syslog is one of the bigger ones. It's, it's kind of been on the back burner. Mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, for the most part, it's... You kind of hope that it's already enabled when it's deployed, but just in case, going back and, and having at least verification, and you know, if it is missed, setting it properly, uh, that's definitely something that I'm, I'm very interested in, so I'm, I'm glad to see other people are interested in that too, so I'll, I'll add that to my list of, of to-dos. Yeah, if, if you want me to scrape these and, and send them to you afterwards, I can certainly do that. Yes, please. Okay, cool. Yeah, and if anybody that, that hears this after the fact, you know, hit me up on Twitter or... Uh, you know, you can send me messages on GitHub too, or my contact information's out on my blog. Uh, so, so getting some information about about NATs, uh, you know, pulls back a, a bunch of information uh, so that we know that this is this one's actually serving a as a destination NAT. Uh, so let's see, that is, is it going to itself? This might have been a dummy that I set up for tonight. Uh, so, but to see this in in graphical form, you know, while you're in the, the edge node itself, on the manage tab, then click over to NAT. Uh, you know, so if you if you were to see this in in a production environment, and you have to go through, and you've got like even 20 edge nodes, so you all have to figure out what the NATs are for each individual one, it's going to be a little cumbersome. Uh, and that was one of the things that I I got the privilege of doing while trying to to get integrated to the to my new environment. Uh, so let's let's see, did I miss anything? before we start looking at API calls. Uh, let's see, we got some of the removals out there. We did that. Uh, I don't want to remove my SSO config and, and really surprise my environment. Ah, um, if you ever have the need to, to restart your, your NSX manager, that command lit is out there as well. Uh, 
pretty simple. I, I can't remember the, the real reason why I needed to do that, but uh, either it was an NTP thing or maybe even a syslog thing. But uh, for some reason, I, I found it useful to, to reboot it, so it's out there. Uh, so uh, with all that covered, let's take a look at uh, some of how the magic behind the scenes is happening. Uh, so everything that you saw tonight so far has been a result of API calls. Uh, everything that's happening is PowerShell using uh, invoked REST command, uh, invoke REST or uh, invoke web request to pull back information from the NSX manager itself. Uh, so what I have is I have in a, in a Chrome browser, uh, I installed the advanced REST client application, uh, which they gave it a, a new funky name here recently that's an acronym. Uh, ARC. So it's one of the things that I have installed in, in my Chrome, uh, just because it, this allowed me to pull back information and then you'll see here shortly because you have to parse through that information once you pull it back. Uh, so one of the easier things to do is to let's get some information about the, uh, let's, let's pull back information about the manager itself. So what I'm doing on the PowerShell side is I'm using uh, the, let's see, is this, uh, invoke rest method in this case uh, to pull back information from this URL, which again, the, uh, the 113 address is my NSX manager. Uh, the rest of the options that are right there are all pulled from the uh, NSX API guide which is available out there on, uh, on VMware's website. Uh, it is an extremely valuable uh, reference. Uh, for the most part, you can't do this on your own. You, you, you're not going to guess that URL of appliance-management slash summary, and then know to also put system on there. It's, you know, the, the API guide is a lifesaver. Uh, so do that, and we will need to... Get. We will need to do an authorization. Uh, NSX uses basic auth, so in this case we're we're using the standard admin user account. Dump in my password and. All is good. Yep, we pull back a status of 200, which, you know, status of 200 is literally, you know, it's a successful HTTP request. Uh, so we pulled back all of this information from that API call. So what I'm doing is going through and parsing through all of this information. Uh, this is all XML. Or actually, let's verify here. Uh, content type. Yeah. Yeah. I should know they have this is JSON. Ah, oh, new version. So basically this is how I'm pulling back all that information. So if if we go back and look at our 
Get NSX Manager. Oops. Not the API call. That'll be a little angry with that. You know, so we're pulling back the name. That matches the host name. You can see the IP. That's pulling back the IPv4 address. Pulling back a version. Uh, that's a conglomeration of, of major, minor, and patch version. Build goes to build number. Uptime is being pulled from the uptime below. And then, you know, if you want some, some more statistics about what's actually being used as far as CPU, memory, or storage, uh, that's all available on that main page. Ooh, NSX Manager didn't kick me out. So, you know, if you wanted this information by way of CLI, that, that would be a good way to, to pull that. Uh, so, moving forward from then, we, we can get some, some controller information. Uh, so in that case, we are going out to still the, the NSX Manager API 2.0 VDN and controller. Again, I'm not making that up. That's totally coming out of the API guide. So uh, you're pulling back a status of 200, and then you are literally presented with all of this stuff. And then uh, you know, basically it's a question of what all you want to present to... Uh, to the person that's using this. So, and this reminds me, I think this is one of the ones that I may have added more information to in the background. So if we just do a get NSX controller, we get some fairly basic stuff. Nope, this is not one of the ones. So on, on a couple of them, I added in some, some more information that isn't presented to you on the, on the main area, uh, which you can get some more of that information by doing a, a select star. Uh, but so, you know, this is all the information that you can parse through. Uh, if you want to get really crazy and start, uh, start talking about some of the stuff that, that Larry's talking about doing, uh, let's do a search for syslog. Let's do query syslog. So in this case, let's uh, let's do some some live demo stuff because I I have no idea how this is going to react. So let's hope. If it doesn't work, I blame Larry. Response does not contain any data, so there's a good chance that that I it's just because I don't have it set. Uh, See if I take away the syslog server. Yeah, you'll also, you know, if it's an invalid response, you'll get a 404 not found. Um, yeah, so they're basic HTTP responses. So if you have any familiarity with that, uh, you know, it'll let you know. Oh, let's see. Can we find anything else that might? Finance management components. Mm. Ah. No, do not try and browse to that. Oh, 
what do we pull back? Here we go. Here's this wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but it, but it works. Yeah, this is kind of some. This is essentially what I did to create all of this. This is the time-intensive part. You know, where you're you just going through the API guide, going, okay, this is what I think I want to do, and uh, you know, putting in miscellaneous API calls, pulling it back, seeing what's there, seeing what's there to parse. So in this case, you know, we can see that like this is services. So we can see that SSH is out there; it's running still. Uh, Postgres is running. Uh, Replicator is not running. RabbitMQ is running. Management's running. Uh, doesn't it doesn't say anything about syslog though. Uh, but yeah, so it I mean it's a lot of trial and error. Uh, it's a lot of getting very acquainted uh, with the API guide. Uh, you know, and and just trying. Um, Graham is asking. Are there any good docs or reading on the API guide, or just your source and the Chris Wall posts, or just the API uh, guide itself? <laughs> so, it, yeah, I would say you know look at the API guide if if that's what you're if you're after just API stuff, that's where I would look. Uh, if you if you're after certain things, like you know if you want to you know get information about edge node NATs, you know that's something that you can look at in my GitHub and. And look and see what the what the backend call is for it, uh, you know. Because while I'm while I'm sitting here talking about it, I might as well show you what I mean by all of this. So it's out there in the actual PSM one file. Uh, so like the first one is you know a function called get NSX controller. It'll go through there. This is your authentication. Uh, strings, and then this is the actual request right here. So this is the API call that it's using. That's what I used earlier uh, through the the ARC uh, advanced REST client through Chrome. And then I'm using an invoke REST method to make that request to that URI with the headers that you know is essentially just my authentication because you have to authenticate every time. Uh, I've been kind of working on a way to uh, substitute that. However, NSX can get your your authentication can basically get stale. Uh, so if you're not careful, you'll start pulling back 400s. Uh, if you're 404s and some of the other uh, some of the other error languages. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so then you can see essentially what I'm doing. So you can see that I'm calling out the. Uh, this inv invoke rest method, pulling back the R variable, and then from there I'm going in and telling it to look at the controllers and then controller, and pulling out the ID, the IP address, the status, the version, uh, digging a little bit deeper into the virtual machine info to get the name, uh, same thing with the host and the data store. Uh, so if, if you're looking at doing like your own kind of thing, that between this and then uh, and then Chris Wall's very good resources, uh, Chris goes a lot deeper on, on integrating JSON, uh, which is a, a very good thing if you're going to be uh, pushing out new stuff to NSX. So if you desire to create new controllers or you're doing new edge nodes or anything of that nature, uh, that'll be a very good area to do that. Um, I I'm pretty certain the the Power NSX guy. Or guys, I'm, I think there's multiples. 
multiple creators on that. Uh, I, I believe they have something as well because they have that integrated in with PowerCLI. Uh, so then it it, get, it can pull back information about actual vCenter objects as well. Uh, for the most part, I, I haven't needed to do that until creating new edge nodes, uh, but that's that's a whole different story. And for the most part, that's that's what I've got for tonight. <laughs> that, uh, went went much longer than I thought it would. So hopefully that was uh, hopefully that was good information for everybody. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? That was awesome. Um, I have I have a list of stuff from from uh, from people send, sending in uh, items per 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 your request. And uh, awesome. Graham Graham made the comment. Of course, it's really hard to get NSX binaries for the home lab, uh, which which is completely true. <laughs> yes, yes, that that uh, that is a know somebody, ask a friend, make a friend. <laughs> yeah, try and see what what way you can finagle that out of the deal somehow. Yeah, if, if you've got if you've got a sales rep, then then uh, they they can they can help you out. Obviously, if you've got a TAM or, or BCS or something like that, then then they can uh, assist you. They they would they would love to sell you a bunch of NSX, so <laughs> they'll totally hook you up with that. Well, and if nothing else, there's always the hands-on lab. So you know, even if you can't get your hands on the binaries, for the most part, the hands-on labs are pretty open. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can start the lab, and then you can pretty much do whatever you want to, as long as there's still time allowed. But you know, when time expires, you lose everything, and that's that's a little difficult if you're you're trying to develop something. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, uh, uh, awesome talk. First time I've seen someone code NSX. Nice. Uh, Graham said it was an awesome talk. Uh, first time I've seen someone code to interact with NSX. So kudos to you, Mr. Reddy. Thank you. <laughs> it is uh, much appreciated. Cool. All right. Let me uh, let me double check uh, the Twitter feeds real quick. Oh, props from Larry on Twitter. Uh, no more questions. Uh, I think we're good. Terrific. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, say thank you, Mr. Reddy, and then I'm going to hit stop recording. And 